You're listening to the Greater Long Beach Podcast, where our focus is helping people to connect to God, change, and thrive in life. But I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. You know, in line with Thanksgiving, there's been this term that's been floating around as of late, and it's called Thanksgiving. And the Urban Dictionary describes Thanksgiving as what people celebrate when they have forgotten the true meaning of Thanksgiving. When we think of Thanksgiving, what comes to mind? Black Friday, Buddha, you think of uh, someone who's become ungrateful. You think of someone who has forgotten what God has done for them. You think of Black Friday, shopping, discounts. Large crowds, fights, chaos. It's the I want it all mentality. And that's the title of the message today is I want it all. Would you say that America is in a thanksgiving state? Or would you say they're in a thanksgiving state? You know, it can affect Americans from the East Coast to the West Coast. But I believe that this state of mind can easily creep into the church. You know, we can become consumed by the thanksgiving or I want it all mentality. So I went ahead and I looked up a few Black Friday facts. And these come from Time magazine. And one of them says 50% of young shoppers say it's a great idea for stores to be open on Thanksgiving. 50%. I couldn't believe that because most of the young shoppers are probably some of the people that are working on Thanksgiving. 70% of all consumers say that they don't even like the gifts that they've received. So what are we even doing on Black Friday? What's the point? And on average, a person spends about $407 on the Thanksgiving weekend. You know, it seems that most Americans have forgotten the true meaning of Thanksgiving. There are even disciples in our church that had to work on Thanksgiving. You know, I know of a few of them, just to meet the demands, our demands. But you know what's interesting is that in 1789, George Washington declared that Thanksgiving was to be a day of prayer and gratitude towards God for the many things he has done for us. You know, this was the original intent. This is what our forefathers wanted. This is what God wants for us. Not that people are camped out 22 days before Best Buy opens. Not that people are getting trampled as people rush through the door to get the stuff that they want. For what? What is this for? For stuff. You know, as Christians, we follow a king who has called us to leave the I want it all mentality and shift towards the I'll give it all mentality. You know, have we forgotten what it means to be rich towards God? And I want us to take a look at a man in the Bible who struggled with some of these things, who struggled with the I want it all mentality. And so I'd like us to turn to Luke chapter 12, verse 13. And you guys can give me an amen when you get there. 
My wife says I go too fast, so this is to help me slow down. <laughs> All right, so Luke chapter 12, verse 13 through 17. It says, Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to, to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out! Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told him this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. You know, there's a few things we can gather about this man. One, that he was rich. He already had a lot. And then he received an abundance. It says, then he thought to himself, what shall I do? You know, a lot of times when I've thought to myself, what shall I do? Is when I've made the biggest mistakes. You know, I'm sure my dad can recall this story, but I remember when I was 18, um, I'd asked for cash for Christmas. And I got an abundance of it for Christmas from all my different relatives. And I wanted an Xbox so bad. And uh, they were sold out, though. Nobody had them. And so I remember getting on eBay and searching, trying to find the best deal. And I found one that came with, obviously, the Xbox, two controllers, five games, um, headset, charger, you name it. And I wanted it. So I just clicked buy. Two weeks go by, no Xbox. A third week, I still haven't received it. And I'm starting to wonder what the heck's going on. And so I remember my dad called uh, PayPal, and they, they gave us his number, and I called the guy, and I said, hey, dude, where's my Xbox? And he's like, don't ever call here again. You're never going to get it. I'm keeping your money. It's mine. Click. And I remember I was so upset. <laughs> you know, I, but I had thought to myself, man, I want this Xbox. I want to get it. I don't care what it takes. I was looking for the best deal. And I had never used eBay before. So those of you that know, usually next to the name, there's a rating of like, if this guy's a good seller. And he had like a 1% or something like that. But I had made an emotional decision. You know, I didn't get any advice. I didn't think about it. I didn't ask my dad for help. But I wanted us to take a look at uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. And I believe this applies to me definitely in that, that situation. It says, The way of the fool seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. You know, it seemed right to me. It seemed like an amazing deal. But I acted like a fool. You know, I should have asked my dad for help. I should have got advice. And so I want us to take a look back at this man and see what he does in Luke chapter 12, starting verse 17. 
Luke chapter 12, verse 17. It says, He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my grain, my goods, and I'll say to myself, You have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich towards God. You know, this man was rich, but he wanted more. He didn't even consider how he could help others. It wasn't even a thought in his head. He just thought, what am I going to do? I'm just going to tear down my barns, build new ones, and I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. It'll be awesome. But I wanted us to take a look at these definitions for selfless and selfish. Selfish says, or states, lacking consideration for others, so not even thinking about them. Concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. Selfless. Concerned more with the needs and wishes of others than one's own self. Unselfish. You know, he wanted to take life easy. To eat, drink, and be merry. He wanted it all. This man thought to himself, this is a wise decision. I can retire early. I'm good to go. I have crops laid up for many years. But God calls this man a fool. Luke 12:15 says, "Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions." Then God said, "This very night your life will be demanded from you." You know, this could be me. This could easily be any of us. If we're not watching out or we're not guarding against greed. You know, Luke 9, Jesus says, whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. You know, this man, he wanted to save his life. He wanted to eat, drink, and be merry. And he ended up losing it. You know, I bet that he had felt some deep regret when he was told this night, your life will be demanded from you. I looked up the top ten regrets that people had before they died, and number eight read, I wish I had more time to make an impact on the world. You know, isn't that what we want as disciples? We want to live outside of ourselves. We want to make an impact. We want something to change and have a ripple effect through eternity. You know, in verse 20, God says, then who will get what you've stored up for yourself? You know, I want to ask you, what are you preparing for? Is it for yourself? Or is it for God and His kingdom? You know, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27 It says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. 
You know, we had our International Day of Thanksgiving, or our International Day of Giving, sorry. <laughs> International Day of Giving, excuse me. You know, this was for Hope Worldwide to give to the poor and needy around the world. For those of you that don't know, like Ruben already mentioned, we asked to give $52 a person, which breaks down to a dollar a week, which then breaks down to about 14 cents a day. You know, so far, we've done an amazing job of raising money, but we've still fallen short. You know, when I heard that we were short, I, I kind of felt discouraged, to be honest. And I feel like for some of us, not all of us, but I feel like for some of us, it can become a pattern of not giving. But you know what inspires me and gives me hope is the majority of, in you, the majority of you in this room are committed to making Jesus Lord of your life and to, committed to living a life that looked like his. But for some of you, I want to ask you, is Jesus still your Lord? Is he still the one you want to imitate? You know, there was a time when I fell away and I left the church. And I was trying to think of some of the different things that led up to me falling away and what had happened to my heart. And I noticed that before I fell away, I started thinking more and more about myself. I started living more and more for myself. I started not giving tithe anymore. And then that led to other things and compromises in my life. And see, if we're not careful, one compromise can just begin a snowball effect of compromise in your life. You know, we can view giving as a small thing, but God thinks it's huge. It shows the true nature of where our treasure is and where our hearts are as well. It's not just about the money. I'm, not talk, I'm talking about your time, your heart, and your commitment. Proverbs, 20, uh, Proverbs 27 verse 19 says, Water reflects the face, so the heart reflects the man. You know, our life will be reflected by our heart. How we live our life shows the true nature of your heart. But I wanted us to go to look back at Luke 12, verse 20 through 21. And it says, But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you prepared for yourself. You know, this is how it will be when we aren't rich towards God. You know, Jesus tells Peter, Peter, do you truly love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And then he, he asked him again, Peter, do you truly love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And then he asked him a third time, Peter, do you truly love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he says, then feed my sheep. You know, when we stop, stop looking at ourselves and focus on the needs of others, then we will truly walk as Jesus did. But I wanted us to take a look at what it looks like to be rich towards God 
And that's in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. And you guys can give me an amen again. 1 Timothy chapter 6, starting in verse 17. It says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. You know, in this passage, we see here what it means to truly be rich. And it talks about being rich in good deeds. And I want to ask you, are you rich in good deeds? When's the last time you helped somebody or saw that there was a need and went out of your way to help them? You know, do you love the people around you more than yourself? You know, to be generous is to be willing to share. And when we see beyond ourselves, we can be rich towards God. And we do this because we understand the mercy that we've received from Christ. The forgiveness we've received for our sins. And when we realize this, when we're able to connect to the mercy, then we will be able to connect to Jesus and His sacrifice. You know, I wanted to take a second to share a video clip with you guys. And... You know, America is in the I want it all mentality. And this small clip, this documentary shows a small portion of the lives of the poor who have to work to meet the needs and demand of our greed in the United States. Jesus calls us to meet their needs, but as it stands, they are meeting ours. And so with that, I'd like us to take a look at the video. Friday shopping mania is still playing out tonight at malls across America. In some places across this country tonight, it's as if someone announced we're in danger of running out of stuff and those who need stuff had better go out and buy it now because it's going away forever. Walmart doing more than 10 million transactions in the first four hours of the frenzy. A record 15,000 people at Macy's in New York City. Shoppers hung tough. Black Friday will be the single largest day of the retail year, certainly in the case of Macy's. We'll do more business on this day uh, than on any other uh, day of the year. Nation, this orgy of Christmas shopping proves America is back. We are once again... again spending money we don't have on things we don't need to give to people we don't like.
no, I don't want to live like this. I don't want my greed to put somebody in a position to where they're having to work just for a couple dollars a day to meet my need. But I wanted us to take a look at uh, one last passage. And that's in 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter four. Starting in verse sixteen. It says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes on not what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You know, the awesome thing is we don't have to be that man who was only able to see what was seen and not what was unseen. And we've already made a choice to have a life of impact as disciples. To go get out of ourselves, to think about people, to put ourselves on the back burner and put others in the front. But I want us to consider, where does your treasure lie? You know, I want us to leave the I want it all mentality and to live for the I'm willing to give it all mentality. And I want you guys to know that I love you guys. And let's go ahead and leave the I want it all and start giving it all. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Greater Long Beach Podcast. For more information about our church, please visit greaterlongbeachchurch.com.